What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hana Ho Podcast. It's me, Willie Paul, sitting down with Pastor Brandon. Pastor Brandon. <laughs> hey, I saw your Instagram story. Uh, USC, how are they doing? Oh, bad. Bad, 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 bad. Oh, bad. Even with the interim coach and everything? You know, they always say it's darkest before the sun comes up. Whatever. And stuff is like that. that. From, is that from Batman? Probably. <laughs> it's not the football team we need. It's the football team we deserve. Ooh. That was from Batman, too. Yeah, that's from Batman. <laughs> uh, Batman and football. Uh, great combo. Great combo. That was the whole scene in uh, that Batman movie. Yeah. Anyway, hey, bummed to hear that. <laughs> uh, I think last, was it last time we talked or like a few times ago? Uh, I was really excited. Ago. Very yeah, excited. talked yeah. about the new coach and everything and things we were looking up, but guess not, huh? No, nah, that's all right. This season will be but a breath, as is life but a vapor. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, quick question before we get into it. Uh, yeah. This past Sunday, uh huh, you were doing yes. that a lot too. That like Victorian tis but a voice what's that really yeah is that is this like a thing you've been doing now i don't know i didn't even notice yeah like a couple times during the i sat in the tent uh as i Uh, usually do a couple times i like enough to where i said is he doing this on purpose like is this an inside joke (laughs) apparently not because i'm not (laughs) even remembering doing it yeah it's like tis but a flesh wound uh, yeah (laughs) A couple times he did that. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Shakespearean English sentence structure. <laughs> that was probably the worst one, worst one to date. You could have gone anywhere else with that. Uh, hey, we're, let's talk about the mess. Let's just, let's just get into it. Let's stop uh, trying to think of a segue. Let's just start talking about it. Pastor Brandon... Message this past weekend uh, was about faith and works, what we believe versus what we do. And whoo, whoo, (laughs) honestly, kind of a tough one because it does uh, really hit a lot of nails on the head of slacktivism, of... um, cultural Sunday morning Christianity of uh, following Jesus when it's convenient to you. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a, uh, it, it was really good. Um, Thanks man. Yeah. Started off of course with uh, talking about the Obake files, all the ghost stories that we believe in growing <laughs> up here. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, go ahead. What was the one that you were like the most afraid of? Uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, I mean, there's always talks about night marches, this and that, and you know, like camping and seaweed lady, and it's just the heebie-jeebies of like, is there something else out there, right? But the whole point of that intro, and I actually uh, waffled on even doing that intro, was to get into this idea of uh, it doesn't really matter what you believe in. Like, you can believe in ghosts and night marchers and Bigfoot and all this stuff, and you could have a sticker in your car that says you believe in Sasquatch and you vote like some weird guy does. Used to have. Used like, to car. have. Used to have. Yeah. And then you grew up 
And <laughs> um, no, you, so it doesn't matter what you believe in, even these kind of strange supernatural uh, occurrences people believe in. Uh, it matters what you believe and what you do about it. Meaning you can believe in God, uh, but does it mean that you actually believe that God is worth following? You can believe in God. It makes you religious, right? Um, 65% of America says they believe in God or a higher power, but it doesn't really translate into the life that we're living. Can, if you can imagine if 65% of America not just believed in God, but actually took God at his word and uh, realigned our lives to living by what he says, man, our life would look so different. Mm-hmm. Our country might look different. The way that we actually operate would look different. And I think those that um, would call themselves atheists or people that don't believe in God uh, or other religions where they don't believe in this God that we're talking about, uh, they might look at Christians a little bit differently if we weren't just all talk and we weren't really living out our faith. That was the whole point of this weekend is wrapping up our By Faith series was uh, what does it look like to really live by faith? We've been talking about it for you know a bunch of weeks now. And I thought the final cherry on top would be to challenge us to take our belief and to put it into action. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I really think that this was kind of like a an important message. Um, it made me think of the quote from, uh, I can't remember, it was Penn. Penn Jillette, uh, famous oh, yeah. magician, um, where he was, someone asked him, uh, famous atheist, and someone asked him, like, uh, if he gets annoyed when, like, people try to, like, preach the gospel to him. He's like, no, I only respect people who, who preach the gospel because, like, it means that they actually believe in what they believe because yeah. it changes the way that they act and they're willing to, like, put themselves uh, on the line and, like, in potentially embarrassing situations uh, in order to back up what they say that they believe. Yeah. Um, so, man, it was crazy. I also, it was uh, kind of a little too close to home when you talked about um, eating healthy and then you eat like a really healthy <laughs> dessert and then you're just, or really healthy dinner and the dessert is like throw all that all the window. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are a lot of things uh, now that I feel like we all believe, but doesn't impact the way that we live. Um, so, Pastor Brandon, how do we like make that gap smaller between here's what we believe and here's how we live? Or maybe not make that gap smaller, but uh, if someone was, let's say, new to the faith, they just started uh, coming to church. Um, what advice would you give them for taking their faith or maybe new faith and putting it into action? I think if you're new to Christianity, it would be uh, get into your Bible, start reading your Bible. Uh, it'll tell you what we actually believe and how that plays out. So to oversimplify it, it's read your Bible, talk about it with people, um, meaning in a small group or people that you can process it with and then do it. So uh, that's really important because it helps you to get into God's word for yourself and to hear from God. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through his word. Um, and then to also be able to process what you're reading with people that are trying to follow Christ as well. Because sometimes we can read something and we'll take it the wrong way. Mm. We want to be able to process this, get some good interpretation, good exegesis on it, and then be able to go do it. Don't just let it stay as information, but let it be something that we start living out. 
Quick question. Now, I know, of course, but that word, exegesis, could you explain that real quick? Oh, do you know? Please, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know, but, you know, for someone who may not. <laughs> well, you know, like a good Bible college graduate like yourself. No. Now, exegesis is just making sure that you are uh, extracting meaning from the text and not putting your own meaning into the text. It's basically uh, making sure that you're not misinterpreting or cherry picking a verse to back up what you already think uh, you should do in layman's term. How did I do? How do you, what do you think? Oh, I give you an X for exegesis. We did it. I can graduate <laughs> now. Um, yeah. So reading the scriptures and then uh, not just reading it, but making sure that you're reading it correctly uh, because it was written in a different language at a different time to a different audience and then translated. So there's a lot of like cultural things that we miss out on. A lot of it was uh, agricultural society. So it's a lot of like, that's the reason that Jesus uses a lot of farming metaphors because like, for the most part, if you wanted to eat vegetables, then you had to grow vegetables. Um, so a lot of farming metaphors, a lot of like, uh, you know, just old timey illustrations that may might not translate exactly to us. And so reading it, understanding the deeper meaning and then, uh, applying it and as you said talking it out through connect groups we've got great connect groups here at metro you can head over to our website um there's a connect group finder you can find a great group with a meeting time that works for you uh and it is kind of it, i i think that it's a, a one of the essential parts of uh growing as uh someone who doesn't just talk the talk but someone who walks the walk um, is having those people to back you up, to talk you through things, to help guide you through difficult situations. Uh, but having those connectors, and you can find them at our website, metrochristianchurch.com. Dot com. Boom. Uh, all right. Let, that's for someone who is just starting. But let's say there's someone who uh, is down the road. They've been following Jesus for a very long time. Uh, think of the rich young ruler who's like, I already do all of that. Like I, uh, maybe they look at their life and they say, you know, I don't swear. Uh, I tithe, I donate, I volunteer, uh, X, Y, Z. I'm pretty good. Like I, I would say that I, uh, the way that I live is fairly lined up with what I believe. Uh, what would you say to someone like that? Well, I think um, to compare them to the rich young ruler might be unfair because I think there are some people who are definitely living by faith, people that have stepped out into situations that they're living in that reality now. Um, I think about people that we know at our church that have uh, maybe a few years ago um, left their jobs uh, to take on something else or decided to um, help a family member who was uh, in need and hurting um, was willing to sacrifice their own comforts for the sake of others. So they're living by faith. So mm -hmm. uh, this message wasn't necessarily a guilt trip across the board because that never gets anybody anywhere. But rather, it's a heart check to say, is my heart fully submitted to God? Mm. And some of us can say, yeah, like we can do that. Others of us know that it is not. Like the rich young ruler in scripture. Um, rich young ruler's heart uh, seemed submitted to God in practice, but on inside, it wasn't. 
So when Jesus says, you lack one thing to the rich young ruler, um, sell everything you have and come follow me. Uh, he couldn't do it because he basically he derived his identity from all that he possessed. And Jesus was challenging him to redefine himself, uh, not by what he has, but by what he's, uh, who he's following. And I think for um, anyone who's listening uh, to this, who's a uh, Christian, who's been, uh, been a Christian for a bit, it's a constant heart check to say, uh, am I really surrendering my life to God in particular key areas? Interestingly, for many of us, there are specific areas that we'll need to continue to surrender to God. Almost like, um, like almost uh, classically, like an alcoholic will always be an alcoholic, so to speak. Even when they're walking sober, they confess, hey, I'm an alcoholic. Like I know that this is an area of my life that needs to continually be held in check. Um, whether it's addiction like that, whether it's pride and ego, whether it's lust, whether it's other things, there'll be areas that we need to continue to surrender to God. Some of us are so controlled by uh, the fear of the unknown that it defines who we are. Uh, others of us are so driven by success or by what people think about us, uh, it defines our identity. And I think uh, for us who are Christians for a while, we need to continually almost proverbially come home back to God. And say, Lord, I, I want to keep to, I want to surrender myself to you. And that's living by faith. So mm. when things get too comfortable, when we feel like, as the rich young ruler says, I've done all these things since as long as I've known, since I was a boy, it's time for a heart check to say, Am I really surrendering my life to God? Am I really stepping out in faith? Um, I think a good litmus test is, What does God want you to do now? Like, what is He challenging you to do? How to live? Mm. Because if um, our main motivations and impetus for life is just success and comfort, uh, we kind of miss the mark when it comes to following Christ. So I think uh, we all need to consider, like, what does it look like for me to live by faith? And it usually isn't doing the easy thing uh, or taking the easy road. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't mean to throw out the rich young ruler like that or accuse anybody. Uh, as we've talked about before, this podcast is a semi like laid out. We have a roadmap, but we don't like have any specifics. So it's all off the dome, you know. Uh, so sometimes we say things that like come out wrong. It's we're humans as well. Uh, oh man, No, it's good, though. I think it's a good question because, you know, we do have to ask, like, how does this actually look? Yeah. How do, how do we take these concepts that are, we talk about on Sundays and play it on into real life? Um, as I said earlier, like, I think some people are actually walking out in faith. Willie, I think you're one of them. Like, I think when you and Ashley came on board here at Metro a couple of years ago, it was stepping out in faith, you know? So you're living in that reality. But just like Abraham, when like he, uh, he believes God and he leaves what he knows into the unknown, he still has to continue to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So living by faith isn't just one decision that I made five years ago. That was uh, one of uh, many of a litany of decisions that line up what a life of faith looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, uh, I mean, I, what, what I've kind of been realizing is that it is the small, insignificant, seemingly insignificant moments in our lives of um, not checking social media or emails first thing in the morning. And taking five minutes uh, to instead sit in silence and read our Bible or go through Bible in one year uh, and set our hearts right before we open social media, before we start our workday 
or um, really small moments where um, you could like speak up and like, you know, make a little bit of a scene or you could like, okay, I'm just going to stay quiet and like try to serve this person. Um, not like make it about me right now. Um, those like small, seemingly insignificant moments uh, when compounded through multiple, you know, days, months, years of uh, those small faith moments adds up to the large, okay, I know where God is calling me. Um, you know, the Abraham moments of like, I've been faithful in the small things. And so I know what God's voice sounds like in little things. And so I know what God's voice sounds like in big things. And so like uh, going up the mountain with Isaac, uh, Abraham was like, I'll do it in faith because like, God's been faithful in the little things. Why wouldn't he be faithful right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally true, man. Totally true. Uh, tough to do in the practicalities of the lives that we're living now. Um, but I think principally it makes sense. And I think people even listening now can think about times in your life um, when you've had to choose to step out in faith because it didn't happen naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's something where an intentional choice needed to be made that I'm going to trust God. and I'm going to do it this way rather than um, doing it my own way. Instead of doing the Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a dance move, Willie? Or no, I'm just kidding. Oh uh, yeah, it's using the new Fortnite character. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Um I kind of caught myself off guard with that one. That was funny. Crack yourself um, up. Yeah, but those, like, small moments of, like, submitting to God and those small moments of, like, uh, the one that I'm working on is so hard. It's the, the don't open up Instagram first thing in the morning. Like, have your eyes be open and not on your phone for five minutes first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like, uh, I started charging my phone outside in the living room when I sleep because, like, I don't want it next to me so I can just roll over it. Dude, I get up, I walk to the living room, grab my phone, I walk back to bed. And I just go <laughs> lay down in bed and scroll on Instagram. I'm like, what am I doing, man? Um, and it's like those small moments that are like, it, it's, it's tough, you know? Those days where when I get up and I'm not on Instagram, I feel like something's wrong. Like something's missing. But like having those small moments uh, of faith is, I know, building me up to to be uh, faithful in big moments in my life. Yeah. I like what you're saying about how it compounds. Yeah. Like faith does compound and it's our, it's almost like our responsibility to continue investing in these areas. Cause as soon as I stop putting uh, energy or thoughts toward or decisions toward faith, it's almost like I cut off that flow of compounding faith, not necessarily compounding interest, but a similar concept, right? that one decision in faith can lead to another and another and another, but mm -hmm. it's choosing that each time. I've noticed that um, when I was single, I noticed that through the dating season, uh, continuing to choose God's way rather than taking it into my own hands. I noticed it with marriage and then with uh, fatherhood, like, okay, God, how can I, how can I honor you in the life that I'm living rather than doing it my way? Really simply, it's either God's way or it's my way. And sometimes they're the same, many times they're not. And I've got to choose to surrender my heart uh, and live by faith and do it God's way. Yeah. And uh, I think the, 
you know, the upside downness of Jesus's teachings is that uh, when we stop, not fully, as you just said, because a lot of times uh, uh, God's choice and my choice are the same. Like I have an open morning. My choice is to go surf. God's choice. I could go surf, you know, just to go surf. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like, okay, cool. I'm stoked. Um, but in those moments where it's like, God, I really want to do this, but you say this, and it's like complete opposites. Uh, what Jesus teaches us is that when we deny ourselves and we say like, all right, I know that I want that, but God, you want this. When we choose what God wants, that's when we really find what we actually wanted. Yeah. And so it's like those, uh, those, I, I keep coming back to these like small moments of you, the proof is in the pudding of those small moments where you decide to serve someone instead of making it yeah. about you. Yeah. Or you decide to uh, read your Bible instead of checking Instagram first thing in the morning. Um, you find like the fulfillment and the joy that you were looking for in Instagram, in making it about yourself through serving others, through uh, prayer and worship and all of that. Whew. That was kind of good, huh? That was um, good, man. You're on fire. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talked about, uh, <laughs> we talked about this on Sunday, uh, but we just had a live online this past Friday. Uh, and we talked about Daniel. Yeah. Uh, because we're lined up main service and alive. We try to keep it pretty similar and you sent it over and it was all about Daniel. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, oh, we're yeah. talking about Daniel. And so, uh, yeah, as I was looking through the life of Daniel, uh, Daniel 1, he was like teenager. And then Daniel 6, when he goes into the lion's den, he's probably like 70 years old. Um, and so it was like that lifetime of him standing in faith led him to stand in faith in the lion's den, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super good. On fire. Preach it, Willie Paul. Um, but anyway. Uh, so we're talking about lining up our, our faith with what we believe. We talked a lot of, we talked a lot about James, which I thought was really good. The, uh, faith without works is dead. Um, show me your works. I'll show you faith. Show me your faith. I'll show you works. Um, it's kind of like the hand in hand. You talked about, uh, shave ice, which I thought was a brilliant, uh, illustration. Um, it's just cause I wanted to shave ice. Speaking of which, I can vouch for Island Vintage. Huh. I think it's very Never been there. I'm not yeah. sponsored. This isn't a like, conflict of interest or anything. If they want to sponsor me, hit me up. Um, I don't Everybody know. Everybody was telling me Shimazu's after service. Shave ice. Dude, I've never been. I gotta, we got to go. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you're listening to this, uh, come tell us what your favorite shave ice place is. Because uh, we're always looking for good shave ice places. Uh, whether it's off the beaten path or stuff that everybody else knows where's your favorite place to get shave ice drop it in the comments or come tell us on sunday yeah because really the concept of shave ice was faith and works so you show me your faith without any actions and that faith isn't going to be worth much but if your actions don't have any faith supporting it then it's all show no go so shave ice is this idea of if you put all the ice in the cone and you don't have any syrup on it that's faith with no action it just makes you cold-hearted Eventually you believe in something, but you don't take the actions into consideration and you don't, you say you believe in God, but you don't show love to people. Almost like first Corinthians 13, where you do all these things, but there's no love that's based on this thing. There's no faith that really supporting these actions. 
And then the flip side is if you have all actions, but no faith that, that saves us, then it's just a cup full of syrup and it's, it's no good, makes you sick. So really the combination of faith plus actions working together, as James says, and working together. I did that on my video. It was hilarious to me. Um, really makes it uh, what God asks us to do, where faith that saves us and the actions are the proof of this faith that we say that we have. Yeah, and it's both of them working together to make one. Uh, shape ice isn't a meal. Snack. Snack. Food item. One item. Yeah, I guess item's a good one. Um, yeah, it's it's the tandem of our faith and our works. And so, um, you know, no matter how much faith we have, if we're not living it out, uh, if, we're, if we're just talking about it, but we're not actually being about it, then like uh, just the empty, plain shave ice, no flavor. Yep. I thought, I thought that was super good. Um, I was like, wow, he really did that out of shave ice, huh? I like shave ice. I was like, he's good. He's got good. <laughs> Thank uh, you. He's, yeah. All right. So this was the culmination of this series on faith. Uh, yes, sir. Sunday at 10, I was sitting in there. You finally sang Into the Unknown for me. Thank yes, you, by the way. Uh, we talked about trusting God with what's important, uh, being still, knowing that he's God, uh, and turning to God who's our provider instead of empty things, trusting God and not stay, taking things to our own hand, humbling ourselves and finding healing for our hidden sins and putting faith into action. So this was the culmination of all of that. We're going to be starting a new series next week, right? Yep. Yep. Do you want to give us, could you give us a, a sneak peek? What's going to be yeah. about the first messages? Basically, we're talking about greater things, about how things that are coming up are going to be better than what we've come through. I think we can all agree we've come through a lot of junk in 2020 and 21, for that matter. And as we wrap up 21, looking into 22, we're going to be uh, finishing up this last quarter of the year, heading into Christmas, just with our hearts focused on greater things and how God is building us uh, from the inside out. So it'd be a lot of fun. Nice. Greater things are still to come, like this new sermon series. Yeah. Well, Pastor Brandon, thanks for making time. Thanks for sitting down. Uh, of course. You're going to be heading off to uh, vacation in Oregon? Correct? Yeah, pretty soon. Looking forward to it. Be with the family, and you'll hear all about it when I get back. Right on. Yeah. Well, stay safe. Safe travels. Uh, can't wait to, to, for you to get back and to hear all about it. But uh, thanks for making time today. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody, if you have any questions or want to register for anything that we talked about, uh, an upcoming service, find a connect group, you can head over to our website, metrochristianchurch.com. Uh, but we'll see you all next week. Oh, yeah. Shoots, everybody. Cheers.